Hi, this is John Maddox. Did you know that Ancient Faith Radio cannot exist without the faithful support of our listeners? Just think if everyone decided someone else would do what they needed to do themselves. We understand that many people cannot give, but perhaps you can. Can we count on you today? Our website is ancientfaith.com, and you can give online or by check. All the information is available when you click on Donate Online. Thank you, and enjoy listening to Ancient Faith Radio. The belief that God became man and dwells among us in Jesus Christ is at the very heart of Orthodox Christian life and worship. Orthodox worship, therefore, involves the whole person, heart, mind, body, and soul. In our services of worship, Christians pray and sing in liturgies that are not of this world. Ancient Faith Radio now presents Singing the Triumphal Hymn with Father John Finley, Exploring the Orthodox Faith, through music and liturgy. Father John is a composer and musician and is with the Missions and Evangelism Department of the Antiochian Orthodox Church. Here's Father John. We continue in our series on the sanctification of time, having received an introduction on the subject from Father Alexander Schmemann in his book, Liturgy and Life, now going into the significance of the liturgical year from a correspondence course developed by St. Athanasius Academy of Orthodox Theology a number of years ago and using as a textbook The Year of Grace of the Lord by a monk of the Eastern Church. From a liturgical point of view, the life of an Orthodox Christian is composed of various cycles. In their translation of the Festal Menaean, Mother Mary and Bishop Callistos Ware list five cycles. Quote, First of all, there is the great cycle embracing a man's whole life from birth to death, from cradle to coffin. This consists in actions which are not repeated but occur only once during the earthly existence of each person, baptism, chrismation or confirmation, burial, and so on. To this cycle belong also the sacramental blessings which confer special grace for a particular office or vocation within the Christian community, like marriage, the monastic profession, or holy orders. Holy orders refers to the ordination uh, as a deacon or a priest or a bishop. At the other extreme from this major sequence involving a Christian's entire life, there is a daily cycle of prayers and praises offered by the church once every 24 hours. In the liturgical life in the Orthodox Church, as with the Jews and other ancient peoples, the day 
is considered to begin at sunset, and accordingly the church observes the following order. Vespers first, and there there are eight services. Vespers, which occurs approximately at dusk, uh, around 6 p.m. There's no exact fixed chronological time on this. I've observed uh, that many of our churches will begin maybe as early as five, some four, although that's rare, but sometimes usually between five and seven p.m. the Vesper service uh, begins, followed by complines. This is um, after dinner or let's say approximately nine p.m. We're looking at three three hour slots here. The midnight office or nocturnes at uh, around midnight. Matins, matins before light or about 3 a.m. Now I know a lot of us uh, participate in the matin service usually on uh, Sunday mornings prior to our main service, the divine liturgy. But uh, in a monastic setting, uh, you would probably find the matin service beginning much earlier. Then we have the first hour at daybreak or about 6 a.m. The third hour, 9 a.m. The sixth hour at noon. The ninth hour at about 3 p.m. Such is the basic daily pattern. Obviously, a great majority of Orthodox Christians are not able to participate in the whole of the daily cycle. It's usually performed in its entirety only in monasteries, and even there, there may be considerable uh, abbreviations. And often these services are uh, combined where uh, they would gather maybe three times a day and do a combination of these services together. In many parish churches, Vespers and Matins are not celebrated daily, but only at weekends and at major feasts. On working days, a devout lay Christian would be content to read the morning and evening prayers in a shorter or fuller form according to the time at their disposal. Between these two extremes, the daily sequence and that of a man's entire life, there are three intermediate cycles which together comprise the church's year. They would be the weekly cycle of the eight tones, the annual cycle of movable feast centered upon Easter, and the annual cycle of fixed feast commencing on September the 1st. In daily worship, these three cycles are combined together and superimposed upon one another, thus endowing the liturgical year with a constant and unfailing variety. In this course, we will deal only with annual cycles and movable and fixed uh, feast. There is an advantage, however, in beginning with the annual movable cycle since it centers on Easter. This is crucial to our whole understanding of the various other cycles, for it is in the resurrection of Christ that all of life finds meaning, purpose, and hope. It's also on account of the resurrection of Christ that the sanctification of time is possible. 
whether it be from day to day, week to week, year to year, or birth to death. Father Alexander, in his book Liturgy and Life, states, It is the orthodox experience which goes back to the apostles themselves that in the center of our liturgical life, in the very center of that time which we measure as a year, we find the feast of Christ's resurrection. What is resurrection? Resurrection is the appearance in this world completely dominated by time and therefore by death of life that shall have no end. The one who rose again from the dead does not die anymore in this world of ours and not somewhere else, not in any other world. There appeared one morning someone who was beyond death and yet in our time. This meaning of Christ's resurrection, this great joy, is the central theme of Christianity, and it has been preserved in its fullness in the liturgy of the Orthodox Church. There's much truth expressed by those who say that the central theme of Orthodoxy, the center of all its experience, the frame of reference for everything else in her, is the resurrection of Christ. End quote. The annual movable cycle is not the only cycle which is centered on the resurrection of Christ. In a very real sense, all the feasts of the fixed cycle, whether they commemorate a particular event in the life of Christ or Mary or another of the saints, they ultimately point to the hope of the resurrection. The weekly cycle revolves around the first day of the week, Sunday, whose theme is, of course, the resurrection. Every Sunday should be seen and understood as a little Easter. And even the daily cycle revolves around matins, which precedes the light of day and carries with it the theme of Christ's resurrection. Finally, the ultimate hope of every Christian is that he will be raised with Christ on the final day by the power of his resurrection. Therefore, the various cycles in the life of an Orthodox Christian are designed to bring home the reality of the resurrection of Christ in our hearts. Let's take a closer look now at the daily cycle of services and the, the themes that run through these services. The, the first theme that goes through the services of the daily cycles pertains directly to Christ and his saving passion, that is, his death, burial, and resurrection. And beginning with Vespers, since this begins uh, the cycle of the day, we commemorate Christ's burial in uh, the Vespers service. Uh, as we recall from history in the biblical accounts, he was taken down from the cross just before the inauguration of the Passover in the evening. And so in Vespers, inaugurating that evening, we uh, commemorate his burial, uh, having been taken down from the cross. Moving into the Compline service, then we have a theme of the Sabbath rest and of his descending into hell and conquering hell. In the Nocturne service, the midnight service, we uh, see Christ as the keeper of Israel and look forward to his second coming. 
in the matin service that of his uh, resurrection. You know, before the first light, before the dawn, early in the morning, the women came and saw that he was raised from the dead. Moving into the first, third, sixth, and ninth hours, we see at the first hour, of course, Christ was brought before Pilate. In the third hour, he was delivered over to be crucified. We also have a theme of the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost at the third hour. In the sixth hour, the crucifixion itself, and in the ninth hour, his death and his descent from the cross. We can see this as we read through the Psalms, and a lot of the Psalms of these services are are prophetic, uh, speaking of these events, and we also hear direct references to these various things in the prayers and the hymns that are read in these daily services. Looking at it from another angle, we see a theme of the church and man's salvation Uh, through the church and the great themes of creation, fall, covenant, and the expectation of his return. I can remember somewhere, and I can't remember uh, where I read it, but I believe Father Alexander used to lecture that uh, these great themes were contained, these great themes of the sanctification of time were contained in the Vesper service itself. Uh, Beginning with the creation, the theme of creation, we start with Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord my God, thou art very great. And we go through all of the things that God created at the beginning of the world. This psalm parallels uh, the Genesis account. And we see that everything that God made was good. But then we move into a second set of psalms that are penitential in nature. Lord, I have cried out unto thee, hear me, O Lord. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Bring my soul out of prison that I may give thanks unto thy name. And so we remember not only the creation of the universe and its goodness in every aspect, but we also remember the fall of man and of the creation and our need for repentance and forgiveness and salvation. Moving from that in in the Vesper service, we come to the main hymn of the day, Old Gladsome Light. And of course, the gladsome light, the light of the world is Jesus Christ himself, God become man for our salvation. And finally, moving towards the end of the service, we recite the Canticle of St. Simeon, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. And so looking forward to the end and the culmination of the age and the fulfillment of the kingdom of God. So the great themes of the sanctification of time are all contained in this Vesper service. From there, we move into the complines and the basic theme is that of keeping the evening without sin. And we implore the Lord and his mother to help us to overcome the darts and snares of the evil one and that he would grant us a peaceful rest in a way similar to the Sabbath rest. You know, whenever we go to bed, whenever we go to sleep, there is an image there of Christ sleeping in in death and taking his uh, rest and overcoming the evil of the world. 
We move from that into the midnight and the, and the nocturnes, and we're vigilant. Like uh, in Holy Week, we express this theme of the bridegroom coming at midnight, and the, even in the daily service of nocturne, that similar theme is there, that we are watching and waiting for the coming of the Lord. Moving from that into matins, it's a rather curious thing. Father Alexander would explain that these great themes of Vespers are found in their reverse order in the Matin service, in that uh, the six psalms of uh, the Matins are, uh, in a way, a type of uh, vigilance and expectation of being judged by God, of standing before his great throne. There's even a tradition in the church that that, uh, our guardian angel will recite these six psalms for our admonition and comfort when we stand before the great white throne in judgment. And so uh, this is a very sober time of watching and waiting and being uh, vigilant. Uh, Moving from that, we move into the theme, God is the Lord and has revealed himself to us, not all that different from the gladsome light who has come into the world and revealed himself to us so that we might be saved. The next great theme comes from the psalm psalm 50 the theme of repentance recognizing and acknowledging that we are fallen people that we are in need and forgiveness of sins have mercy upon me O god according to thy great mercy finally we come towards the end of the matin service to the praises and these again in a way parallel in their themes the genesis account in the psalm 103 recalling the goodness of creation but this time having a little bit different emphasis on it in that uh, we are recalling now and entering into the creation renewed by christ in his resurrection praise the lord from the heavens praise him in the highest and these references to heavens and the highest or the the reference to the angels that surround uh, God at his throne. Moving into the first, third, sixth, and ninth hours, then we ask the Lord in the first hour that we might keep the day without sin, living a sinless life focused on the Lord himself. In the third hour, being delivered from sin, being delivered from those who surround me, much in the, the way that Christ asked to be delivered from those who surrounded him uh, when he hung on the cross. And also this theme of the Holy Spirit, asking the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in us and abide in us and give us strength. In the sixth hour, to be delivered from sin. And finally, in the ninth hour, to spare us from judgment and to deliver us into eternal rest. So these services are very deep, very deep with uh, imagery and themes that are for our salvation. Imagine going through all these themes every day to sanctify the time because the days are evil. What a gift that the church throughout the ages has given us in developing these themes and these services for our sake and for our salvation. And that was Father John Finley with Singing the Triumphal Hymn, Exploring the Orthodox Faith Through Music and Liturgy. If you would like to write Father John, his email is singing at ancientfaith.com. 
That's singing at ancientfaith.com. This is a listener-supported presentation of Ancient Faith Radio. Mm-hmm.